I wasn't terribly surprised. I thought it made sense dramaturgically. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Dramaturgically. I'm your host, Stephen Clark, and today we're going to be talking about the 1955 film by Alaya Kazan, East of Eden. Set in the picturesque Salinas Valley in and around the World War I setting, Caltrask feels that he must compete for his father's love against his brother as he tries to understand his own upbringing and the origins of good and evil. Now, this is a fascinating film, um, not only because it stars the infamous James Dean, who plays Cal Trask, who is our lead character in this film. Um, so just any time that you get the chance to see a James Dean film, uh, it instantly feels like something special because, you know, he he has this aura on screen that really, I, I can't think of many other actors that have ever had that kind of energy. I mean, he brings sort of like a, a frantic uh, attention to everything that he does. Um, the... I guess when I first when I first saw um, a James Dean film, uh, my first James Dean film was, of course, um, Rebel Without a Cause, um, and I, I kind of went into it thinking that he had this aura, I guess, of being this sort of macho, um, you know, handsome sort of classic uh, male archetype performer from that time. Um, but I was I was shocked in that film to see that um, there was a lot more reservedness to him. There was, but there was also like a very strong. Um, willingness to be forthcoming with emotion and um, and and the way that his face conveys that emotion, you know, nothing is hidden. Um, he's he's almost uh, like at battle with his own mind um, a lot of the time on screen, and he's just such a compelling performer to watch for that reason. Um, and in this film, it's absolutely no different. I mean, I think that, that this performance is right up there with his very best. And I believe it was his last performance before his untimely death, unfortunately, in the same year, 1955, um, which is such a tragedy in its own right. Um, it's worth mentioning, I guess, the, the, the numerous films that we were probably robbed uh, of from James Dean, you know, the performances that he would have had. Um, the stories that he would have been able to tell and what kind of a performer he would have been able to grow into um, dying at just the, the young age of 24. It's, it is a, a real shame that we'll never get to see him reach his full potential. Um, but we absolutely should be glad for what we were given by James Dean because everything that I've seen so far has been absolutely fantastic and, um, and offered an insight into a really, really unique uh, young man and performer. Um, and in this film, yeah, he's absolutely captivating. I mean, he, like I said, he plays the the, the main character, Cal, uh, who is sort of, I guess, seen as a bit of the ugly duckling of the family. You know, he's uh, when we meet him, he is really, uh, really downtrodden and uh, pessimistic. And but he's also got this kind of shy, uh, inquisitive nature to him as well. You know, he he spies on people. You know, he. He, he follows he follows this woman in the opening scene who who we later learn um, has a significant role in the story, but um, up until that point at the start of the film we don't understand who she is and you know he he's sort of shown to be a, a bit of a creep to be honest, <laughs> um, and we can sort of see the frustrations that you know his family are feeling towards him you know he's 
his brother, um, Aaron, who is sort of the picturesque son, I guess, you know, he's, he's got the beautiful girlfriend, he's got the approval from and love from his father, he's really well put together and well-mannered and well-spoken, um, versus what we see of James Dean's cow um, at the start of the film, where he's the entire opposite, you know, he barely strings a sentence together, he his attention span is all over the place, you know, he, he goes missing, um, he's really unaccountable for his actions, and he does really erratic things, so I guess we sort of start to build this dichotomy of good son versus bad son, which um, is really appropriate, because this is actually a, a retelling, the story of, um, of Cain and Abel from the Bible, um, and I believe that this book um, is quite a famous book, East of Eden, and a lot of people say that it's even better than the movie, and in a lot of ways, um, it's one of the best American um, novels ever written, so absolutely, I'm going to have to check it out after seeing the film now, because it's really intrigued me, and I would love to see um, what more and how much deeper we could get into these themes and messages um, through the novel. But the film itself is quite thematically rich. Um, that's something that I think that it does do well as an adaptation. Um, you definitely understand uh, the the moral standpoint of both characters and both brothers and the father's place in all of it as well. You know, he's sort of the father is this sort of righteous figure who who stands for what he, what is good in the world, and you know he 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 doesn't he doesn't want to rip people off. He doesn't want to take take people for granted. You know, he loves his sons. He looks after them. He He's raised them as a solo father, um, which is an admirable thing in itself. Um, but for some reason, he just can't connect with Cal at the start of the film. And I think it's because Cal sort of sees him um, in a negative light. But some events transpire, which I won't go into too much for spoilers reasons. Some events transpire that he learns a bit about who his father is and where he comes from and um, what his relationship with his mother. Um, and we... And through that, Cal is able to understand his father a lot more. And we, we then see a sharp upturn in, in, Car, in Cal's behavior and in the way that he sort of approaches life. You know, he, his father is trying really desperately to, um, to invent refrigeration, essentially. He wants to travel his lettuce across the country in cellar and keep it cool and fresh. Um, and he's sort of invested a lot of money into it and... Um, when this venture goes wrong, um, Cal becomes really hellbent and determined to, to help his father make the money back um, by any means possible, um, which sort of will eventually test his father's um, moral compass and sort of show that maybe Cal's growth um, is coming from the right place, but maybe he hasn't quite understood everything that his father has been teaching him still. And that's something that's really important in this film is the relationship between the fathers and the sons and the brothers. And I should probably touch on on the brother now as well, Aaron, um, who's played by Richard Davalos, who's absolutely awesome in this film as well. Um, he offers the perfect counterpart to to Cal. He, like I said before, he's really well-mannered and well-spoken. Um, but there is also this sort of... Um, maybe burden of jealousy that sort of spurns from and maybe hatred for his brother Cal as well that he does quite well not to show at the start of the film but as the film progresses and as things begin to unravel between them um, it becomes quite apparent that he has perhaps always harbored some sort of uh, I guess resentment for his brother and the way that he is and and the two differences between the two um, are sort of sort of played up against each other and this film does explore the idea that good and evil um these concepts of our concepts of morality and who we are come from our parents as well um you know 
there, there's, a, there's a sequence towards the end of the film, which I won't spoil completely, um, but where where Aaron uh, meets meets the mother, and essentially this is too much for him, and it completely to to understand you know um, the 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 darkness of of his past and and his upbringing and where he comes from com- completely um, unravels his his mind in a lot of ways, um, and in between all of this, there's uh, Julie Harris who's who is playing um, Abra, who is the who is Aaron's um, betrothed and to be wife, and this sort of love triangle begins to ensue where she begins to fall for Cal, and and the brothers must not only fight for their father's love but also for the love of Abra herself. So it, it's it's a really interesting film about good and evil, about um, you know competitiveness, um, about family about siblinghood and just about all all things in the world good and evil which is a great retelling for for the story of Cain and Abel um overall yeah the film is quite entertaining um it sort of is built like a big classic American epic film you know there's there's a lot of um not, not so much like big sequence filmmaking like you might see in something like a Billy Wilder film or or someone of maybe a higher directorial um caliber um I don't want to talk down about Elia Kazan because I think he does a great job in this film. But yeah, potentially there isn't just there isn't as much flair, I guess, as you might um, want from something like this. You know, it doesn't resemble it resembles stylistically something maybe uh, like Casablanca or Gone with the Winds um, in that epic sort of way. But it doesn't quite have the flair just to elevate it to those heights, you would say. But um, nonetheless, it is absolutely fantastically performed, and it is more of a performance-driven film. Um, each one of these performers brings something super unique and there's a lot of screen time, a lot of dialogue, a lot of talking, a lot of family, a lot of drama. Um, and it's also heavily carried by a really interesting score, which I, I found I found to accompany the film quite well um, and drive us through a lot of the more emotional moments as well. So there, there are a lot of great filmmaking aspects to this film. Um, but yeah, I would probably say that the champion of this film is the acting and performance, which you have to give credit to the performers, but also Elia Kazan for directing um, all these actors in such an appropriate manner. Um, yeah, I, I do. I do think that there are parts of this film that are slow, um, particularly um, some segments as I guess the love triangle is forming. I think that I think that it just suffers from perhaps. Um, perhaps a bit of aging in some areas, um, uh, romantically, uh, things aren't as, I guess, um, believable in some areas as you might expect, but that's just probably coming from a bit more of a modern sensibility overall. Um, it's a absolutely fantastic film and something that I won't f- be forgetting, um, anytime soon. Um, mostly thanks to the brilliant performance of James Dean. So, yeah, guys, I think that's pretty much going to wrap up the episode today. Thank you so much if you decided to tune in and hear my thoughts. Um, would love to hear any of your thoughts on the episode as well. Um, feel free to head over to my letterbox and leave me a comment or um, yeah, or hit me up in, in any other way that you can find me. Um, and yeah, if you'd be happy to subscribe to, to this podcast, that would mean a lot to me. You know, we're really ramping up the episodes now. And um, I'm really excited to share with you guys the next couple uh, of films that I'm going to be checking out. So no worries. Thanks again for joining me, guys. And until next time, have a great day.